From 8th Street to 8 Mile Road, from I-5 to Highway 99, Podcast Stockton. Stockton. I love this town. Most miserable city? I don't think so. The show all about the great life in Stockton, California. This is Podcast Stockton. Welcome to Podcast Stockton for Thursday, June 10th, 2010. I'm Don Beckwith. And I'm Matt Beckwith. Welcome back to all of our returning listeners. If this is your first time listening to Podcast Stockton, thanks for checking out the show. We'd love to hear your feedback. Leave us a message at 209-565-3229 or send your comments to mail at podcaststockton.com. Coming up on this episode, your chance to sing for their supper, a free fishing derby for the kids, the new iPhone is coming, and Matt's interview with Jason Roth and John Clauser from Port City Marketing Solutions. Again, uh, welcome to another episode of Podcast Stockton. And uh, this week, since the ports are playing every evening this week, we are once again, sadly, without the uh, talented Mr. Rod Gomez, But um, still wanted to record an episode, and this week I brought in another um, special guest to sit in the fill-in co-host seat. I um, want to welcome my wife, Dawn. Dawn, thanks for joining me in the Outback Studios. Well, thanks for having me. Well, it's, I guess it's your Outback Studios as yeah. well as my <laughs> Outback Studios. I just don't use the studio part as much. No, and it's... Uh, um, it's, it's easier on schedules when the co-host is in the same house as I am. Right. Living with you. <laughs> hey, you know what? That, there we go. Rod needs to move in. Oh yeah. Not so much. <laughs> we can't cause his daughter doesn't like me. But she likes me. Yeah, she does. She likes you a lot. <laughs> so, um, uh, welcome Don. Uh, Don, you've been on the show before you were a guest, uh, interview on the show back. You, uh, were working for, I don't remember who you were working for, but now you are uh, working for another uh, another company. Who, who do you work for now? Um, at Work Personnel Services. In the historic warehouse, waterfront warehouse um, building, right? In the right. same building as a friend of the show, uh, Wes Ray and Tim Quinn. Yes, it's a very nice building. <laughs> yes, uh, it, it is. Uh, I'm very jealous that you get to work on the waterfront. And uh, you're still involved in staffing, so really quick before we get into the meat of the episode, um, Stockton still has a high unemployment rate, but you have open positions. And of course, um, if folks are listening and want to find out more, first, what kind of jobs are available um, through at work personnel right now? And uh, if they want to get more information, what should they do? Right now, we have uh, warehouse production openings. And if they want more information, they can visit our website at www.atworkpersonnel.com. And you can even fill an application online. Yeah, and uh, or you can uh, call the show, email the show, or whatever, um, and uh, I'd be glad to uh, forward that information over to Dawn as well. So uh, there you go. There's your plug for coming in the show. Plug uh, at work personnel and <laughs> uh, help you fill some of those jobs. So the Gospel Center Rescue Mission, in partnership with the Downtown Stockton Alliance, are bringing us Sing for Their Supper. 
Yeah, it sounds like it'll be a lot of fun. It's this Friday, June 11th from 5 to 9 p.m. at the Downtown Farmer's Market and people will be singing karaoke. Yeah, so this is part of the Farmer's Market Extended Hours and uh, it's a fundraiser for the Gospel Center Rescue Mission who um, they, they feed three, they have uh, feed 300 meals a day for people that are straight off the street and uh, people that are in their um, addiction treatment center. And um, so they're doing this to help raise money to, to feed folks at the mission. And the way this works is, you know, the term um, sing for your supper, you know, starving artists out on the street that they, they'll, uh, they'll play a tune and people throw money in their hat to, so they can make enough money to eat, right? You've right, seen that. Yeah. So this, this is, you know, people signing up to sing and raising money um, through fundraising to donate to the um, Gospel Center Rescue Mission. So um, they're asking for, you know, to see how many meals they can, they can supply. And each meal is about $2 at the, mm. at the mission. So, you know, people are pledging, getting their friends, family, coworkers, local businesses and organizations to donate money to get up there and sing. Um, sounds like a, a great idea, um, especially since it's Friday night downtown at the farmer's market. Um, I unfortunately will not be able to go down there. Otherwise, I would love to go down there and see how much money um, people would pay me to sing. Don, would you sponsor me for a couple bucks? Yeah, I would sponsor you for a couple bucks. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a pretty uh, pretty awful singer. Would you Would you agree with that? Yeah, maybe not awful, but oh, you're, you know, you're so kind. Not not great either. No, no, not not at all. But um, people uh, may pay me to stop singing. There, oh no, I don't know about that. But uh, if 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 this is successful and they do it again, boy, I'd, I'd sure like to to give that a try because I I am petrified of singing in public. I am uh, I am just that awful. But uh, in the name of of uh, good charity, I would definitely I would definitely do that. Um, so again, if you're, uh, if you're downtown or if you want to sing, cause they do have walk-ups, um, available, you can sing and, uh, make a donation there and, um, try to get some other folks to, to help sing for their supper as well. So, um, I got a chance to talk to, uh, Ben Saffold today about this event. Ben's with the, um, Gospel Center Rescue Mission. And, uh, he told me that, you know, the, the mission, you know, they, they serve 300 meals a day again for people right off the street or people going through their addiction treatment center. Um, they also have folks that just, um, you know, the people that walk in off the street, they get a dinner, they get to stay overnight and they get a breakfast. Um, they do have facilities for men and in one side, and then they have the new hope family shelter, which is for women and children. And, um, you know, they're pretty proud of the fact that they have never turned down, um, people to feed. Um, oh. Sometimes when the place is full, they don't have enough beds to house people, but right. they, they've they never turned down somebody that comes in there for a meal. So 300 meals a day. Yeah, 300 meals a day at uh, about um, $2 a meal, um, you know, and, and they are, uh, they're not, they're not generating a profit there. So they need donations right. like this. Um, and they've already got some sponsors lined up and some folks already signed up for Friday to sing. But uh, if you'd like to go down there and certainly they'll be uh, accepting Donations, I'm sure, on the spot. But uh, if you want to sing and you want to help raise a little money, see if your friends and family will kick you down a little bit of money and um, go down there and, and, and sing. It's a, I think it's a great, um, a great way to, to both get some um, something new and interesting down there, karaoke on a Friday night, and um, do it in the name of the Gospel Center Rescue Mission. Um, also, when I was talking to to uh, to Benjamin, he, you know, he it reminded me that there's uh, you know there's there's panhandlers downtown and. Um, you know, oftentimes they they're just asking for money, and 
Um, sometimes what you know what might be better is to just point them in the direction of the uh, the, the Gospel Center Rescue Mission um, because they have they have services available rather than you know give them money. Sometimes you know folks may not use that money to buy to buy uh, food. They may use them for other things. Um, but uh, you know if they really want to eat, then you know why not why not point them in the direction of the um, of the Gospel Center Rescue Mission at 445 South San Joaquin in, uh, in, in downtown Stockton. Um, so if you want to get some more information on the Gospel Center Rescue Mission, you can visit their website at gcrms.org. Yeah, and we'll put links in the show notes uh, for everywhere you can find these guys on the web and their address at podcaststockton.com and all the information about Sing for Their Supper. This is Emily Bame with the Downtown Stockton Alliance, and you're listening to Podcast Stockton. Okay, Matt, in the 18 years that we've been together, you've never fished. Uh, n- no, I fished when I was a kid, but uh, I wasn't very good at it. I guess I just didn't have the patience. I just wanted to throw rocks in the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does take patience. Well, this Saturday is the annual Walter K. Banks Fishing Derby, and it's put on by the, by the Stockton Rod and Gun Club. And it will be held Saturday, June 12th, 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. at Pixie Woods, near right there by Lewis Park in Stockton. And you have to be 15 and under. Yeah, it's a, and it's a free event. That's, uh, that's the best part is it's absolutely free. Um, and uh, they're teaching, teaching kids how to fish. And um, uh, you know, you can, kids can bring their own fishing pole right. um, if they don't. They will have cane poles that uh, they can they can fish with. Don, oh. do you know what a cane pole is? I don't. What is a cane pole? You lived on Guam, and you don't know what a cane pole is. Bamboo. I assume that they use bamboo. Yeah, it is it's, bamboo. It's a stick. <laughs> yeah, it's a stick with a line and a hook and a bob. Yeah. Um. So that's that's it. But uh, I, again, this is a, an an annual event uh, put on by the Stockton Rod and Gun Club. I got a chance to talk to Mario the other day. Um, actually, a, a friend of the show, um, Bill Reese Knight, aka Stillhoof, um, had ran into him, and they were talking about it. And uh, Bill hooked me up with Mario. Thanks so much for that. And um, you know, the, the event sounds great. You know, there's going to be food out there. There's going to be prizes. And uh, did I mention that it's going to be free? Yes, you did. But that's the best part. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely the definitely uh, the, the best part. So if you have kids that are 15 and under that want to go out and learn how to fish and uh, fish a little bit. And again, if they have their own fishing gear, they are um, more than more than welcome to bring it out. Yeah, and the CHP will be there. Thor will also be there. Uh, Thor from the Thunder? Yep. Nice. We love Thor. And also the Hometown Bee. The Hometown Bee? Yes. Who is the Hometown Bee? You know, the Hometown Bee, the mascot for the Hometown Buffet. Oh, a mascot for the Hometown Buffet. I didn't realize they had a mascot. Um, so once again, that is the annual Walter K. Banks Fishing Derby this Saturday, June 12th from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. at Pixie Woods. Uh, if you want more information, you can call Mario at 479-4412 and also um, go visit StocktonRodAndGun.com. Time for a sports update with Lowell Tuckerman. With Lowell Tuckerman. With Lowell Tuckerman. Lowell Tuckerman here with your podcast, Stockton Sports Update. This week, I am back in the Williams Story Studios on the San Joaquin Delta College campus. 
Only a handful of games left for the Stockton Ports before they go on their all-star break. They are in the midst of a seven-game homestand, four against Bakersfield and three against Modesto. Then they'll head off on a short three-game road trip to take on Bakersfield and back in Stockton for three games against Visalia. And then they'll have their four-day all-star break and the single-A all-star game this year will be held in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina on June 22nd. Back on June 2nd, Major League Baseball umpire Jim Joyce made world headlines for blowing a call that cost Detroit Tigers pitcher Armando Galarraga a perfect game. With two outs in the top of the ninth inning and Galarraga only needing one more out to complete Major League Baseball's 21st perfect game, Cleveland Indians shortstop Jason Donald was up to bat. Ground ball, right side. Cabrera will cut it off. Galarraga covers. He's out. No, he's safe. He is safe. He is safe at first base. In fairness to Jim Joyce, watching the play live, it was a very close bang-bang play. But many replays indicated that Joyce indeed did miss the call. But he did speak with the media after the game to own up to his mistake. No, I did not get the call correct. I kicked the out of it. I had a great angle on it. I had great positioning on it. I, I just missed the damn call. I missed it. I missed it from here to the wall. I thought he beat the play. I thought he beat him to the bag. At that particular time, I thought he beat the play, and now that I'm standing here and I've seen it on the replay, and naturally every Tiger out there was telling me that I had kicked the call because they'd seen the replay, so the first thing I did when I got in this locker room was looked at, I told the uh, Tim, our clubhouse guy, to, to cue it up, and I, I missed it. I missed it. This isn't a call. This isn't, this is... This is a history call, and I kicked the shit out of it. Because of the Jim Joyce mistake, it has brought up the controversial topic of expanding instant replay in Major League Baseball. I had a chance to catch up with the official baseball expert of podcast Stockton, Stephen Martin, and I asked him, should baseball expand instant replay? Absolutely not. Baseball should not go into instant replay because... It's baseball. Umpires are human, and that's what makes baseball so much more special than other sports. It's human. When there's a mistake, there's a mistake. And it was, it was, it wasn't like it was a very unclose play. It was some semi-close. Was the guy made a mistake? The guy deserves. Armando Galarraga deserves the no-hitter, but he doesn't. It was a perfect game, but he didn't get it. But absolutely not. Take, do not put any more uh, instant replay in baseball. Washington Nationals baseball is normally not a topic of discussion here on Podcast Stockton, but the next great one, as they are calling him, Steven Strasburg, made his Major League debut for the Washington Nationals on Tuesday night against the Pittsburgh Pirates, and he was excellent. Seven innings pitched, four hits, two runs, and most impressive of all, no walks and 14 strikeouts. Here was strikeout number 14. Two outs, top of the seventh. No balls, two strikes. 
The line, the kick, and the pitch. Swing and a miss! 14 strikeouts! Seven in a row! Unbelievable! That may be all for tonight. And they are saluting their new hero here in D.C. Let's go back to the official baseball expert of podcast Stockton, Stephen Martin. Stephen, what do you think of Strasburg and his impressive debut? Well, the first thing, this kid is pretty good. He has an electric fastball. He throws a, a good slurve. He's got a change of the backs at all. He's got his head on right, so he's not, when he gets into trouble, he doesn't just flare up and try and throw a fastball harder. He knows how to pitch. That's the best thing. Is he went from single A, he went to double A, he went to triple A. It's not like they're just sending this kid into the fire. He has pitched professional baseball for. But he's got the stuff to be the real deal, and I think he's got the head to be, the, you know, the right mind to be the real deal. So the Nationals definitely have a great pitcher on their hands, besides the fact that it was the Pirates' offense, and with no Ryan Domit in it also. He did it! He did it! Dallas Braden has thrown a perfect game! Maybe I can give Kate Hudson a call. Dallas Braden update! Going into his start on Wednesday against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, Dallas Braden has a 4-5 and record with a 3.77 ERA. If you want to check out how he did on Wednesday against the Angels, you can go to MLB.com and see the results. As of Wednesday, June 9th in the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, the Chicago Blackhawks lead the Philadelphia Flyers three games to two. Game six will take place on Wednesday night and a possible game seven on Friday night. Of course, if the Blackhawks win Wednesday night, they will be Stanley Cup champions. But if the Flyers can win the next two, then they will be the Stanley Cup champions. If you want to check out the results of the Stanley Cup Finals, you can go to NHL.com. And of course, we'll have extensive coverage of the winner during next week's episode of Podcast Stockton. That is your Podcast Stockton Sports Update. I'm Will Tuckerman, live from the Williams Story Studios. Now let's send it back to the Outback Studio. So the iPhone 4 was announced earlier this week. Yes, it was, and I am going to buy one. Yes, you are. (laughs) I was surprised. (laughs) I didn't think, because I'm not going to buy one. But uh, I thought you were going to throw something at me when I said that. Well, I'm sure eventually. Well, eventually. But I am not going to be. I'm going to prove to you, (laughs) you, that I can not buy it the first day it comes out. Yeah. You mean pre-order it? Right. Well, I didn't pre-order the other phones. No. no. So a short Matt iPhone history. I stood in line for 20 hours to buy the first iPhone in 2007. I didn't buy an iPhone in 2008. I skipped it. I had no desire to get the uh, iPhone um, 3G or 3, whatever it was called. Right. Um, but when the iPhone 3GS came out in 2009, I did buy it opening day at the Apple Store in Modesto. Sorry. Um, sorry that I didn't shop Stockton first, but uh, I wanted it that day, and they were the only ones that had plenty in stock. But uh, the iPhone 4 was announced on Monday at the Worldwide Developers Conference in San Francisco. Steve Jobs... Um, Don, I don't know if you caught it, but it, there was some technical difficulties with Wi-Fi. Right. I but um, uh, it was it was pretty cool. I've seen most of the presentation, and uh, I am I'm impressed the the clarity of the um, the screen now. The fact that it's a glass front and a glass back is kind of a little weird, but um, it's pretty cool. The FaceTime is 
pretty awesome. Even though it's only over Wi-Fi, most people I know, a lot of people I know have an iPhone. So, uh, and if they're at home or on Wi-Fi or with Wi-Fi or anywhere with Wi-Fi, we can do video call. That's kind of cool, right? Yeah, that is cool. So, um, so Don, what do you think? You have an iPhone, th- you have the iPhone 3 or whatever it's called. You don't have the 3GS. You have the 2008 model. Right. Um, so do you, do you want a new iPhone? No. No? No. Why? You know, when it's time for a new phone, then I will get a new iPhone. But you know me, I will not be one of the ones running out and getting the new iPhone. Yeah, true. It's just, I like I like my iPhone and it serves its purpose, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, so there was uh, also, I, I put a comment on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash podcastdocton. See what everybody else thought about the new iPhone and the announcement. And uh, Don, did you get a chance to read those? I did read those comments. It seems like there's people that love it and some that hate it. So Yeah, I think it uh, goes along the lines of uh, if people were iPhone fans before, they're going to love the idea of the iPhone 4. If they're anti-iPhone, then they're still anti-iPhone. Right. Um, but I think that there are some people out there that are going to move. Um, I know Andy was impressed a friend of the show, Andy Panasco, Brewery33, was impressed with the uh, the new iPhone. At least it sounded like he was on Twitter. Um, but yeah, there was a, a lot of comments. I won't go through all of them. If you want to read them, just go to facebook.com slash podcast and um, read the comments from uh, earlier in the week. But, um, you know, there were some comments about the data, um, the data change, or the, the rates for the data plans, I should say. They used to be $30 a month for unlimited. Now they're going to be tiered. At I think twenty five dollars for two gigs, fifteen dollars for two hundred fifty megs, or something like that, um, which had me worried. But you know, I did a search, and Don, do you have any idea how much data I use? This is over the air, non Wi Fi, but how much data I use in a month? Um, I don't remember, but I was in here when you were looking at it. Yeah, so I use about a gig, um, and I use it quite a bit. So I was I was surprised. So I'm gonna opt for the uh, the cheaper $5 a month cheaper plan, and I, I will still be fine. Dawn, I also took a look at how much data you use. Oh, yeah. Miss iPhone Junkie. <laughs> Do you know how much data you use? Uh, half of yours. Uh, try less than a quarter. Yeah, let's see. Well, I you, can even go for the cheaper one, the $15. Well, you're right on the cusp there. You're oh. uh, 200, <laughs> 250 megs a month, but that's not very much. So, Dawn, you need to use your iPhone more. Oh, Okay. And uh, soon we are still... I work during the day. So do I. I don't really, you know, for people that follow me on Twitter, they know I typically check it in the morning, I check it at lunch, and then uh, I check it, uh, you know, after work yeah. and all weekend long. No, I do. I check those things during the day, Twitter and, but you know. Facebook and Words with Friends. Not Words with Friends. You know, what? Well, you're playing Words with Friends. No, not so much during the day because then I'll get stuck in it. Yeah, true. <laughs> True. So, uh, yeah, the uh, the iPhone is here and uh, still interested to know if there's anybody, any non-iPhone users that are interested enough in perhaps switching from a Droid. I, you know, I've seen quite a few Droids and uh, I like them. And we certainly as a podcast Stockton listeners, there are, um, there are probably more iPhone u- um, users than Droid users, but there's quite a few Droid users as well. Don, have you ever seen I- any Droid based phone? Yes, I have. Yeah. And uh, they, they look pretty nice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I like the comment, I think one of the comments from Manny, last week's fill-in co-host, that, um, you know, n- nobody was doing any of these things until uh, regarding uh, multi-touch until Apple did. So, right. yeah, even if you don't like Apple, you got to admit that um, that they, they started the ball rolling with multi-touch 
smartphones for the masses, which before, before I had an iPhone, I had a BlackBerry for work, uh, work issued. And I love that BlackBerry, but, uh, no, I didn't know anybody that had a smartphone for personal use that actually used it for email and everything else. But, um, and you've had a few Blackberries in your career. Right. Uh, do you prefer <laughs> Blackberry, the... Blackjack. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so do you prefer the physical keyboard or the touchscreen? I prefer the touchscreen now. And oh, wow. In the beginning, I did not um, because I wasn't used to it. But now that I'm used to it, I, I like the touchscreen. Yeah, so uh, what say you, Stockton? Uh, still want to hear your thoughts. If you're impressed or not impressed with the uh, iPhone 4, if you're going to Upgrade the phone. I am looking forward to the new OS, uh, iPhone iOS 4, or I should say iOS 4, uh, which will be coming out on June 21st. Of course, the phones will be available on June 24th. And um, if you have thoughts or if you are the first one to get one in Stockton, I would love uh, to see it. So um, turn the tables. I got an iPad the first day and I got um, an iPhone first day a couple times. So this time I'm stepping out and Let's see if one of our listeners will be the first one and will let me come by and take a sneak peek, maybe shoot a little bit of video as well. And uh, also, just uh, I'm not sure if we've talked about it on the show, but we are in the midst of developing an iPhone app for Podcast Stockton. After that, I do want to explore putting an app in the Droid Marketplace. But uh, we are in, um, in development with um, Mr. Wes, Wes Johnson, um, to build an iPhone app. I've seen the prototype, and it's coming along great. And uh, once... Uh, once and of course it will be free. It will always be free. So once that is available, we will, of of course, everybody knows. We will make all the announcements. Hey, what was that? Was that me getting electrocuted or no? It was the excitement running through me to bring you the ads of the week. This week on ClosetGoodies.com, we have an awesome Bowflex workout machine. Check out Gumdrop Swaps, Boutique and Blog. Also check out all the great designer clothing we have. Check out these great ads and many more on ClosetGoodies.com, where it never costs you anything to post and search ads. Thank you for using our website, and thank you for listening to Podcast Stockton. I'm joined live today in the Outback Studios by Jason Roth and John Clouser from Port City Marketing Solutions. Guys, thanks for coming in today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So uh, before we get into the Port City marketing stuff, um, you guys both recently graduated from Pacific, right? That is correct. C- congratulations. Uh, I, I got to ask, did you, did you each do it in four years? <laughs> <laughs> Some of us did. One of us did, at least. Um, I, I didn't think that was possible anymore, to get a four-year degree in four years. I actually um, I have two bachelor's degrees, and it took me about six and a half years to get those. Oh, well, hey, that makes sense. Yeah. So then, John, it obviously took you in four years. Four I did years. in four years. I did it a little different, though. I started out as a pharmacy major, did that for my whole freshman year, um, quickly realized that that was not anything that I had a real interest in, <laughs> and then moved on to business, did that in about three years. So had to do one summer session, but got it done in four years. So. Wow. So your um, your handwriting wasn't messy enough to be a pharmacist. Oh, it's definitely that. messy enough. <laughs> you, did, you, did, you did one summer session? I did one summer session, yeah. I feel stupid. I I took every single summer session <laughs> full-time. <laughs> I was a full-time student for six and a half years. Right on. It builds character. Well, um, um, so first I want to talk about what you guys did while you were Pacific because you weren't just uh, quiet students that, uh, that didn't do anything and take classes and go home at night. Um, what kind of activities were you involved while you were at Pacific? 
So Jason and I, um, we each started. We were. Well, I was just recently joined this group. He started it about two and a half, maybe was it three years ago? Two and a half years ago. Two and a half years ago. Um, the club. It's um, there's American Marketing Association Pacific's chapter of it. So it's called PAMA. And what we did was, it's called Prowling the Mile. It's a big family fun, family friendly event that goes on in Miracle Mile. Shuts down the block for about what was it, two and a half, three city blocks. It's just a big outdoor music festival. I don't know what, whatever you want to call it, family fun. Basically, it's just a great experiential learning process that we can do, where we get real life experience in all aspects of marketing, whether it's event planning creating an actual poster, going out and talking to people, getting sponsorship dollars. It's really just kind of a great way for us to get our hands in and get just beyond the classroom experience. So it was, it was, it was really fun, though. But that's all you did at UOP? Well, that's all I did. <laughs> what, about, what about DSP? Go ahead and give them a shout-out. Okay, well, yeah, I was also in um, the professional business fraternity. It's Delta Sigma Pi. That we, we did all sorts of different things, community service events, fundraiser events, very similar um, – well, not really very similar at all, actually, because <laughs> P- uh, Pamela was a very specific to just marketing. And then Delta Sigma Pi gave me kind of the other areas of accounting and finance, stuff that I didn't really have because I took very specific classes in terms of marketing. It looks but, good on a resume. Yeah. That's that was, why, that's why I hired him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why you hired him. Um, all right. And then uh, you were also part of um, the group that put together the, uh, the, the Earth Day poster, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So our paths almost crossed uh, or, or intersected there as well. So, so tell mm-hmm. me about that project. That was yeah, the Earth Day Festival. That was for one of my marketing classes. It was advertising and promotions. And what we basically were supposed to do is we were supposed to team up with either a small company or nonprofit, locally based in Stockton. And we had a couple options. One of them were Stockton Amphitheater and Zydari, the medical group. And then we found out that the Earth Day Festival was one of the ones we could work on. And the second we heard that, we were all about it instantly. Just put us on that. Got to meet with the whole Earth Day crew. And we were able to come up with pretty much most of their their materials in terms of promotions. And then kind of gave them a few suggestions about different changes that they could make to this year's festival. Just to make it, I guess, just because every year, you know, you got to make it bigger and better. So just going from there. Yeah, very cool. All right, Jason, what about you? Uh, anything uh, noteworthy that uh, you did while you were at Pacific? Um, I'll kind of give the short version of my story. Um, I didn't go to Pacific all six and a half years. Um, that would have been a bankruptcy waiting to happen. <laughs> um, I was slated to go to UOP when I graduated from um, Lodi Academy um, in 2004. I had a full-ride scholarship, everything, but I decided I just wanted to leave the area. I wasn't too satisfied with what the Central Valley had to offer. So I left and went to the East Coast for a year. Um, I went to school in Washington, D.C. Then I moved to L.A. and went to school down there for about two and a half years. And um, then I came back to Stockton. Well, I um, came back to UOP after my stepdad died in a motorcycle accident about three years ago. And I didn't really want to come back, but I figured I got to help my mom out. I need to um, be there for her and my brothers. So I came back to Stockton, enrolled at UOP, and I... I loved LA. I mean, I was all about it. I had a street bike. I was down at the beach all the time. Um, being an idiot for the most part, but, um, you know, I came back to Stockton and the first two years I was here, I always thought I would move back to LA. But, um, this last year I totally changed my mind. I got, um, really involved in the community and I had, uh, one teacher in particular, one professor 
who ended up being my mentor, um, give a little shout out to her, Dr. Sasha Joseph Matthews. And she was very big on community service and she totally changed my perspective, I guess, on what it means to serve a community. Cause I used to hate to work with nonprofits. Um, I thought they were very wishy-washy and they didn't always have follow through. And so I only wanted to work with, um, for-profit companies and, um, the class John is talking about promotions. Um, he got Earth Day, which was a nonprofit, obviously. And we chose, my group chose Zyder I to do, um, a promotional plan for them. They had had some MBA students who built a business plan for them. And then we were going to do a promotional marketing plan for them. And we were all excited because we were going to get a marketing budget and everything. And, um, then turns out that, um, for profits can be just as bad as nonprofits when it comes to follow through. And so, you know, we did it and everything and it was good. Um, whether or not they're going to use it, I don't know. Um, but, and then, uh, the first year I was in PAMA, the first year for the pollen mile event, I was newsletter editor and, um, produced the newsletter for the miracle mile, um, and for UOP. And then this last year, um, I was president of the American marketing association on campus. And, um, John was um, VP of operations and um, we have a couple other people who were very intricate in that and um, a core group of us and they became some of my best friends over the last year. And so that's pretty much what I did at Pacific. Did, did you guys meet in college or did you, or did you know one another um, before Pacific? I, uh, we all met in college. Uh, it was funny because actually when I first met Jason, he came walking in with a huge <laughs> mohawk that was gelled like he probably used the whole bottle. And then he also had a bandana on that he never, ever was separated from. So when I first saw him, I was just like, who is this clown? Like, what is this guy doing here? <laughs> with, then, with, with the tattoos and with the gauges. With, with the full sleeve tattoos. I don't think, were the gauges in yet? No, I don't, but I had the lip ring. You had the lip yeah. ring, though, yeah. And so I just was looking and I was just, this guy... I don't know what he thinks of himself. And then slowly I started to get to know him and talk to him. And he's completely the opposite of what this personification he puts out there. But yeah, yeah. I, I get that a lot where people look at me and they already have preconceived notions and they're like, Oh, this guy must be, you know, into drugs and uh, partying and drinking. And then I just thought um, you're into yourself. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. Um, you know, but um, yeah, then when you actually say something intelligent, then they're like, oh, okay, force to be reckoned with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, uh, so let's, uh, let's turn the tables over to um, the Port City Marketing Solutions. You've recently started this, uh, this new business here in Stockton, which uh, um, I think is pretty remarkable. We've, talked, uh, we've actually talked on the show about the fact that some people go to Pacific and they get a degree and then they leave town um, Never to be heard of here again. But you guys um, are not uh, are, are not in that crowd. You've came here, gone to Pacific, graduated, and now you're starting a business in Stockton. Um, tell me about Port City Marketing Solutions. Okay. Um, well, let's see. Port City Marketing Solutions. Um, over the last six months, I had the idea that you know we actually there's a group of us. Um, there's John. Um, our other business partner is Tyler, and then um, our hopefully um, Jessica is safer is going to be our other business partner. And then there's like other people like um, uh, one of our friends Chelsea, and I don't know everybody. Everybody who was in Pama basically, we'd all joke around and say, "Oh, let's all start a marketing firm together." You know, it'd be fun. And then I was like, "Well, yeah, let's do it." 
And um, I kind of talked to my core group of people who were um, John, Jessica, and Tyler, and you know we kind of danced around it. And um, Tyler was actually the uh, the first person I um, approached and said, you know, hey, what do you think of this? I don't know what you're doing after graduation because everybody else had kind of had plans. Um, Jessica was going to go work for a hospital. Um, Tyler was going to, I mean, um, John was going to go into the MBA program and everything. And so Tyler was the only one who didn't really know what to do. And I said, Tyler, you know, what do you think of this? And he got on board with it. Um, next, I think we talked, did I talk to you next or? I was the one you, I think you talked to last. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing personal, but, um, but well, you were, I had the MBA program. Yeah, you were committed sense. to the MBA program. So I talked to, um, Jessica next and Tyler and Jessica talked about it and they got really excited about it. And then, um, started talking to John a little bit about it and said, hey, you can do it with us while you're in the MBA program. Um, so it just was born out of this idea that there's a need in our community for a marketing company that, A, isn't going to be outrageously expensive for consulting, um, B, is going to actually have follow-through with things like strategic plans um, and marketing techniques where they're not just going to give a you know a, a firm something and say here do what you want with it this is our solution um because one thing is Stockton is based on small business um sure you have the large um companies you know um that produce like base amps and then um other companies like Duraflame and everything um but there isn't anything in between that and small business and so the really small businesses for the people who may be starting out for the first time or this is their second business, they need somebody who can help them market, who understand um, kind of the small business working within a budget um, difference between a large business. And one thing that we have an advantage over other people is that when we were planning our project, we were working with a very limited budget and um, we had to stay within that. And we didn't, we weren't coming from companies, you know, as directors of marketing where we're used to like a million dollar budget or something like that. You know, we're used to, you know, if we have a hundred dollars, we're going to spend it as, you know, we're going to maximize it as best as we can. Um, so we started out with the idea of just doing social media. Um, you want to talk a little bit about social media and what that means? Uh, well, social media is basically the whole craze that's kind of been going on now of Facebook and Twitter. Started out with the whole MySpace movement. It's just basically the opportunity for people to network and get back and forth get talk to each other reconnect with people whatever it is you want to do it's just an online community where everyone can get together and talk and basically what we were going to do with social media was a lot of these businesses in Stockton and in other areas actually all over the place they they understand the value of social media but they don't understand exactly how to use it and nor do they understand have the time to really manage it so what we were going to be able to do was come in, create them a Facebook page, create them a Twitter account, whatever it is, and be able to manage that account for them. So if there was some, for example, for one of the one of the people that we do this for now is the Av on Miracle Mile. And I talked to Kevin, who's the owner down there, and they're doing certain events. They just had a re they just recently had a premiere party for the Sex and the City two movie that just came out, and the whole time. Just before that was going on, I was telling him I've made his event, I made his Facebook, uploaded pictures, just things like that. That's kind of the the direction that we wanted to go with with the social media, which was our first original area to go into. Um, yeah, and just one thing, you know, a lot of these people they have individual pages and you know they have their friends and everything, but they don't understand what it means to be a business on Facebook. They don't understand that there are um, 
restrictions on what you can do and can't do. And one of the issues that we found is that um, instead of creating a fan page um, or a like page now, um, most people create a they take their business and they make they, it a person. Yeah. They make it a person. And Facebook has actually said, you know, that's illegal because off. yeah. And they're going to start, yeah, they're going to start kicking people off because it's a privacy issue because it allows you to see your, um, quote unquote, um, customers or friends or whatever. You can see their phone number, their email address. And, um, there's privacy issues within that with a for business Facebook account. Um, you don't have access to the people who, um, you don't have direct access to the people who are fans of your page. And so um, it kind of separates that. So it's not as intrusive as it would be Um, because otherwise right now, um, if you're friends with somebody, you can go on there and you can totally see anything you want to. And it's very personalized that way. So, um, so since you're doing some, some consulting in the social media space, um, What's coming next? So Facebook's had a little bit of, fi- of a firestorm as of late with some of their privacy concerns. Um, Twitter is is only now starting to um, learn how to make money, but uh, they haven't made it in the in the true commercial sense as, as Facebook has. And um, of course, MySpace pretty much is mostly for music nowadays. But something else is out there, something that we've not yet heard of. Um, what's what? What's going to be next, or what will it take for something to overtake Facebook and Twitter and all the stuff that's out there today? Um, yeah, I actually um, we are aware of of um, the next idea that's coming. We can't really talk about it due to non disclosures, but um, what we can say is there is a new network that's coming that bases everything off of um, what it means to be urban inspired, and um, Anyway, it's like everything that's good, everything that's right and progressive in that sense. And so there is a company currently out there, um, which um, everyone will hear them. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, very shortly um, within the next eight months. And we were very lucky enough to meet the uh, the CEO of that company. And um, we're very, very excited to see what's going to come next um, with that. And I think that, um, you know, the what's going on with Facebook with privacy won't will no longer be an issue. Just all these ins and outs and everything. And I think it's just gonna it's gonna really kind of revolutionize what it means to be social on um a network. And also kinda I feel like it's gonna revolutionize the way people go on the internet. I mean, it's it's literally taking and combining all that you would ever want into one area. Yeah. But so I like but, we can't go too yeah, far. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm not say. really sure what we can say and what we can yeah. can't well, say. Well, that's a great tease. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, basically, before we were ever a legal entity, we almost were bought out. I basically, guess you could say almost acquired. Um, yeah, almost acquired <laughs> before we even got a chance to hit the ground with our feet running. So, okay, so uh, um, besides social networking um, consulting, what other marketing services do you provide to uh, to small businesses here in town? Well, the the other areas that we kind of go, Jason briefly touched on them earlier, um, kind of the the strategic planning that we would come up with, being able to find out what companies can do, how to reach new target areas, and then being able to follow through with that. So we would not just be proposing an idea; we would actually be saying, "Hey, this is this is what we think you should do." If you're approving it and willing to to fund our us doing it for you, 
then we actually go into action and take care of it for them. Um, a good, I'll give a good example of that. Um, a lot of small businesses think that it's beneficial for them to advertise on the record, for instance, and they're paying, um, you know, sometimes $500 or more. Um, I think, uh, half page ads go for like two grand. I don't know. Um, but that's how much it costs per day per print issue. And so you have these small businesses that think, Oh, I'll advertise in the record and you know, I'll get all this exposure when in reality, um, UOP actually conducted a study on this for their own marketing purposes. And what they found was that only people 55 and over get their information from newspapers. And so there's a huge disparity. You're missing a whole entire demographic of um, spending power in that. And so we're kind of trying to find more creative ways for people to spend their money. And if you're spending $500 a day to be in the newspaper, um, you know, unless you're advertising denture cream, I don't really see any kind of benefit in uh, in the newspaper at all. Um, unless you're buying a one page back of the newspaper ad or, a, you know, something like that. But in reality, the best way if you're if you want to be in the newspaper and um, John will touch on this as well. The best way to do that is through a, um, a PR release and be involved in the community, partner with a nonprofit and send in a excuse me, send in a press release to the newspaper and then you can get an article written on what you're doing. At the very least, get your press release printed. Um, And a lot of small businesses don't realize that, but you have to be able to do something unique. You have to be partnering with a nonprofit or something like that for an event. So, yeah, Yeah, talking exactly like that, press releases, we've written through the classes that we've taken at at Pacific. I mean, I've written probably at least four or five press releases on, on top of also that when I was working with the Earth Day Festival, we made their public service announcement for them um, for their radio little excerpt. Oh, yeah, the one, they, on, uh, the one on K-Joy. Yeah, exactly. That's the one lot. that they, they brought it out. And so stuff like that, these are things we've already done. Um, today actually was really great. We were able to officially sign on a private event photographer that we're going to be having. So additionally, we're also going to be going in and working with event planning just like we've done with, in the past with Prowl in the Mile. Oh, we want we all, to continue. I was going to say, we also um, have a now in-house designer as well, graphic design um, person. Um, you may have heard of her. Um, she's uh, right now under Erica Giles' design, and um, we're going to be working with her and see um, how she can fit in with us. She has 10 years of experience. Um, she's now Aaron Diego, and um, she's very talented, and so we're going to test her out on one of our upcoming um, events and see how she does on that, but it, it looks like it's going to be a good fit. So, yeah, what's great about having the, the in-house graphic designer is that now we will actually be able to come up with the the promotional materials for ourselves, have the vision of what we want it to look like, and then someone right there in our same office can just put it together and do it for us, which is going to save a ton of time and really helps us in terms of getting back to our our clients or the people that we are working with. So that's just a huge, huge gain for us. And just a couple other things that we do, um, we've touched a little bit, I guess, on copywriting. We can do a few things in branding, also now especially with our graphic design person. Um, yeah, the and, copywriting thing is um, producing newsletters, doing editing of, um, of periodicals, things like that. Anything to do with um, with uh, writing. For instance, if anybody's familiar with the Strictly Business um, magazine that the School of Business at UOP puts out, I was actually editor and copywriter for that um, this time around. And so services like, you know, if you say, I want to produce a newsletter for my um, 
or my church or something like that, then we can actually um, just give us the articles and we'll create a um, layout for it and go through all the editing and everything with that. And then one one last thing that we do provide, it's not going to be an in-house thing yet. It'll hopefully be something that we do in, in the office in the coming months. But right now we actually outsource the work for website design. So whatever company, we can pretty much do just about whatever marketing need a company might have whatever it is, whether it's from events to emotional materials strategic for it or plans. Yeah. Whatever, whatever it is pretty much at this point, we've had at least some experience in it and we can, we can take care of it for them. So it's exciting. Great. So, um, that, that is a, that is a long list of uh, <laughs> services that are available, um, uh, to your clients. So besides the, um, general marketing consulting and the social media consulting, um, anything else you guys have up your sleeve, um, as it relates to your new business venture? Um, I will say one one more service that um, we missed was uh, business development and research. And that means that if, um, you know, your business isn't um, performing where it was, if, you know, a year ago, a few years ago, whatever, um, we actually will produce um, surveys and conduct the research to see, you know, what it is your customers like, don't like, love, whatever. And... Um, that's a very beneficial um, service. And to give you an idea, um, if we were to have quote-unquote competitors for that, which there are some out there, um, they often charge anywhere from $75 to $100 per survey that they send out to a um, to a client. So if you have, you know, you can do the math. If you have 100 clients, you might spend $10,000 on having a survey and, you know, our our prices are nowhere, nowhere, nowhere near that at all. Um, because like I said, if you're a small business, you're working with a small budget and you probably don't even have a marketing budget. So anyway, um, that's what I said on, that's the end of that. Um, as far as what we're offering, um, to answer your question, um, I guess I'll kind of give you, I'll give you our mission statement. Cause that's pretty much explains what it is we're doing. Um, to provide small businesses with services and follow through that benefit a structured triangle, consumer, community, and small business, and provide the city of Stockton, California with events that change perceptions, preconceived notions, and inspire lifestyle changes within the community, as well as create financial benefits to local charities and the city. Um, and the structured triangle is if you think of a, um, a pyramid, um, the top would be community, and then the two sides would be small business and consumer. And then in an inverted triangle, if you were to take the triangle on top and flip it down, would be Port City Marketing Solutions. So, um, you know, the pyramid doesn't exist without us. And we put community above ourselves and small businesses and consumers are right next to us. Um, so we don't see ourselves at the top above anybody else. Um, you know, one, one thing that we believe in is that we are here to serve. And we're here to serve small businesses, individuals, the community at large. And uh, that's one thing that you don't get from um, other services, other um, firms and their services they offer is they don't, they don't really believe that they're here to serve somebody. And we would never put ourselves above anybody else or anything because, and what I mean, what we mean by service that we don't have clients, we have friends people that were there to serve and it's what they need and what we think that we can do to benefit them. Um, but probably our biggest um, thing that we're working on is we literally want to change the city of Stockton, California. Um, you know, with 
300,000 plus people in Stockton, um, and then, you know, 500,000 plus people in San Joaquin County, uh, there's no reason why we shouldn't have something, whether it be an event or, um, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, an event's the best way to put it, but there shouldn't be a reason why we don't have an event where 100,000 people just from Stockton attend it. And so part of the stuff that we're working on is we want to um, create something that totally changes everything that people think about Stockton. Any preconceived notions, any, um, I don't know, what's another good word besides preconceived notions? Well, just basically it kind of touches on the fact that everyone in Stockton views Stockton as I'm here now, but if I want to go have fun, I'm going to go to San Francisco or I'm going to go to Sacramento. Well, not, or- well not, not everybody. Well, not everyone. <laughs> yeah, not everybody. But that's <laughs> I don't. That's yeah. That's the that's present the, company the excluded. <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of that's kind of the belief that well, that's especially something that we've realized um, from going to Pacific for the past four years that people don't really understand what there is to offer, what there what you can get in Stockton. That's another thing we want to be able to bring that bring that out to the forefront as well as add what we can add and add our own events, add our own opportunities for people to do different things um we posted some stuff on facebook asking people um one thing we're looking at is um pepsi right now is giving away 1.3 million dollars a month to special projects and um there's different tiers you can compete on from five thousand dollars to two hundred fifty thousand dollars and so we're going to be partnering with um some of our um business contacts quote-unquote friends you know well they are friends but um, we're going to be partnering with them to come up with a plan to where we can, um, you know, put our, whether it's an event or whether something like that, where we're going to submit it to Pepsi and um, be able to create something where, you know, we can have corporate money coming to Stockton and be able to do something like that. And so we're not sure exactly what we're going to do, but um, between the contacts that we have, um, we're very, very, I don't know, like, can't really say much but we're we're very very sure that what we want to do is going to happen um let's we're i don't think any of us are really um quitters liars anything like that well we're not quitters and we're not liars but we also aren't going to say one thing that i've kind of driven home with everybody that i've talked to is that it's not that we want to do this it's that we will do this um and you know, part of our vision in our business plan is that, um, you know, we know the importance of starting out small and moving slowly, but we don't feel it's in our destiny. And growth is a huge portion of what we perceive to be an important aspect of our business structure, as well as Stockton. Um, you know, we've been number one and now number two most miserable city um, in the United States based on, um, you know, factual data, but not really based on a, um, psychological perspective of Stockton. What do the people in Stockton actually perceive to mean? What does miserable mean to me? And, you know, you find a lot of people um, like Stockton and um, not, in a, you know, not a Facebook sense, but in an emotional sense, they like Stockton. And then there's a lot of people who actually love Stockton. And we would like to see, if I were going to guess, I'd say there's probably only about 50,000 people in this town that actually love Stockton. Um, in a positive manner. I mean, they might love it, you know, because all their, I don't know, whatever. Um, but we want to create love for Stockton within 
everybody in the community where there's a pride. I mean, if every single person in Stockton loved this town, um, you wouldn't have people littering. You wouldn't have people, um, you know, fighting. You wouldn't have people, um, you know, just anything like that. If people love the town, if they love the place they live, um, their crime would go down, um, things like that. Cause you know, if you start loving that, then you start loving your neighbor and things like that. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a beneficial thing to everybody from a psychological perspective. And so that's what we kind of want to do is use value-based psychology to, um, change people's minds about it. Wow. So you just graduated from Pacific, just started a new business, Mm-hmm. And now you are ready to take on the world. Um, your your um, your list is is long, <laughs> so uh, um, I won't wish you luck, because of course luck will have nothing to do with it. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, I wish you um, smooth sailing. <laughs> How about that? And uh, uh, commend you guys for uh, both your spirit and your enthusiasm, um, and uh, wanting to keep uh, keep things local. And I'm sure, which is why I wanted to get you on the show, that we will not, um, this will not be the last time that we hear about uh, Port City Marketing Solutions and you guys. Oh, yeah. Um, We actually just today signed the lease for our new office down on the Miracle Mile um, above the Empire Theater down there. Um, I think our actual address is 1825 Pacific Avenue. And so, you know, um, give us a few weeks to get our office in order and clean it up and make it look nice. And then, you know, we invite actually... um, if you go to our Facebook, which is, um, we haven't created a designated page yet, but if you go to Facebook and you type in Port City Marketing Solutions, um, you'll find us on there. And there's a phone number on there. It's my personal phone. Um, you know, feel free to give me a call, say, hey, I want to come down to the office. And, you know, we welcome anybody and everybody in the community to come down and, you know, sit at our conference table and sit there and talk to us. You know, if we want to have a eight-hour meeting, then, you know, tell me you're going to be there at nine and we'll talk as long as you want. We're very interested in what the community has to say and what they want to see happen in Stockton. It's not just our idea that's going to be the progressive thing that changes Stockton. It's going to be a community of ideas that are going to change the city and it's going to be bringing people together to um, to see that happen. And so, you know, anybody who wants to come down, we would love to have you come down and sit in our office. You know, we'll get lunch, get coffee, whatever. Yeah, we all have our own ideas, but I mean, we're just we're right now just a group of three people, so we don't know we don't know everything there is to know about Stockton. We don't know everything there is to know about the different nonprofits or whatever it may be. But if anyone has any ideas or things that they've been thinking around, just kind of going floating around in their head, because that's what's what's really cool about what we've been doing is we've been talking to people and telling them how we want to be able to influence Stockton to make change. And there's a ton of people out there that feel exactly the same way, and we're hoping that. Finally, we'll be able to get these people together and coordinate something and actually make a change. That's really kind of where we're going with this. Yeah. Um, another thing that I forgot to mention that we're working on um, on the side, we're working on a lot. I mean, I'm busy from 7 in the morning till 2 o'clock in the morning for the most part. Um, we're also working on a, co- a new coffee table book for Stockton, which is going to not only be a, um, a picture book, you know, like a typical coffee table book, but... We're also going to take, um, whether it be poetry, um, whether it's art, whether it's, um, you know, analytical essays um, or just general essay type works, and we're actually going to implement them into the book. And we're going to chronalize, is that the word? 
chronolize, chronologicalize. So. I don't know. Um, we're basically going to that. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to take um, a year worth of Stockton in picture and words and put that together in a book, and we're going to document how well, um, how we changed. You know, how much things changed in just a year. Um, we think it's important to look at Stockton possibly as a case study for other cities. Um, you know, we'd like to carry this to other places. And once we make this work, um, you know, give it to the world and be able to put it out there and let them see what they can do. And then with you can, it. you can sell it to Cleveland, who is currently the most miserable city, according to Forbes magazine. Yeah, we can, yeah. we can, uh, sell it to Cleveland. The worst thing that ever happened to that town was them losing the, uh, uh, what was Drew Carey show? Yeah, Drew Carey you know, show. when Cleveland rocks, um, but not, <laughs> yeah. not anymore. Not anymore. True. True. All right. Very cool. So uh, now for the uh, final four that everybody gets for coming on a podcast, Stockton, I'll ask you uh, one at a time. First, uh, Jason, how long have you been in Stockton? Um, well, like I said, I, um, I actually grew up in Napa Valley and then um, my mom moved to um, Galt. And so I've been in the Central Valley for about, um, I've lived here for about 10 years and then I went away for three years and then I've come back and I came back in fall of 2007 so i've been here for a little under three years i would call myself a stocktonian i guess there you go all right john how about you i've lived in stockton now for four years i lived for my first two years that i was here my freshman sophomore year at, at pacific i lived on campus didn't really i really didn't go very very far out beyond the borders of the school but then coming around my junior and senior year the past two years i've been living in the actual Stockton community. And now I've gotten, that's when I've actually started to grow and appreciate everything there is to have, there is here in Stockton. And that's where my total mindset completely changed. So I've, yeah, I've been here for four years. Cool. And, uh, what do you guys like about Stockton? Um, I'm going to preface that with what do I love about Stockton? <laughs> um, man, I, where do I start? Um, I love the people. I love the, uh, I love the sense of community that, um, you find in this town, um, yeah, there's always going to be, you know, certain people that don't fit that. But um, for the most part, I love how I can go around town and know everybody. I mean, it's really, we might have 300,000 people, but there might as well be 30 people living here because everybody, there's a, you know, probably a two degrees of separation between everybody. And not only that, but um, I used to every Friday um, when I was in school, I would go and visit all the people I knew who owned local businesses. Um, I'd go down to the Daily Grind down on um, Thornton, and then I'd also go to the um, the auto um, repair shop that was right there, and then I'd go over to Legacy, and then I'd go to Indiskin, and then I'd go down to Matinee. You know, I'd actually make a little my rounds, and then I'd end at Matinee and grab a beer afterwards and everything, but... Uh, you know, that's my favorite part about Stockton is just getting to know the people and becoming great friends with them and considering them um, close friends of mine. So that and uh, I love the food. There's so many restaurants in Stockton, and I feel like in a week you can taste just about everything there is to taste in, in the entire world, and you can find it here in Stockton, and that's, that's what I love. Yeah, piggybacking off of that, I guess that would just kind of tie into my one of the things that I – enjoy the most about Stockton is its diversity is the fact there are just so many different groups. I mean, depending on whatever month it is or whatever weekend it is, you're going to have some sort of cultural festival that's going on. It's something I've never even seen before that come. I mean, I'm coming from Pleasanton, California, which is a very 
not a whole lot of diversity in Pleasanton if you've ever been there. It's uh, it's pretty pretty much the same. So coming to Stockton, that was just that was awesome to be able to see the different people, the different cultures, the different lifestyles that everyone lives. And then the other thing that I really do love about Stockton would be its sense of pride. Is the fact that I mean, when people were told, "Oh, this is the worst city to live in in, in the United States," we're, they're just like, "What?" I can think of ten places that are worse off the top of my head right now that are worse than where I am right now. <laughs> I mean, this just that's crazy to that to crazy the people of Stockton to say that this is the worst city to be in because it's it is a great place to be, mm. and so that's that's really what's great is the the pride that yeah, people have. There was actually some talk of. Um, people in Stockton that when Forbes came out with that, you know, number one worst city in the United States, um, we were going to come up with a magazine or just a magazine cover that said number one worst magazine in the United States. And it was going to be a group of people basically giving Forbes the finger. So, nice. uh, you know, it never, it never formulated, but who knows if we go back to number one, it's probably going to happen. Nice. So, uh, tell me about a favorite Stockton memory. Hmm. Wow. Um, a Favorite Stockton memory. Um, wow. Do you, do you, John? Do you, I, um, jeez. <laughs> well, if Tyler were here, he would say last, um, last, uh, what, what night was that? What the, was that? The most Friday, fun he'd ever Saturday. had in Stockton? Saturday, Saturday night. night. Saturday yeah, night, yeah. He, Tyler would say his favorite night was Saturday night. Um, I would have to say my number one most favorite time in Stockton would be our event that we put on on the miracle mile um you know it was a lot of work but i had a ton of fun on the day of um i didn't sit for probably 10 hours um but i had a lot of fun doing that i didn't walk for 10 hours i ran for yeah 10 hours we ran back and forth like. up and down the miracle mile um that would have to be my number one fun time most fun i've had in stockton helping the community yeah i'd say uh, I don't want to repeat them because that just sounds oh, lame. Okay. So no, I'll, I want you to. Repeat I'll go. Them. I'll go with. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with with Prowl in the Mile as my favorite event. Just mostly was because there was a moment where uh, the the four the four main people that we were going to start Port City Marketing with, Jason, uh, Tyler, and Jessica, and I, we all stopped. We all just managed to meet in one little area. It wasn't even really due to. It was just by pure luck and circumstance, and we all just kind of stopped and looked at each other, and we we're just like, wait, don't. No one run right now. Just just look around because there was about, would you say like 12, 1,300 people on the mile at that moment. And we could literally just look in each direction and it was just flooded with people. And we were just like, this this is something that we did. And that was just kind of, that was my moment where it was just like, this, this is really cool. That I understand why I've worked, you know, whatever it is, 25 hours a week on planning this event on top of on like, top of going to class every yeah. day and having tests and having homework and doing all that stuff. So it was just, that was the moment where you're just like, this is really why I've been doing this. And that was, that was awesome. Yeah. The core group of executives, um, we were probably putting in anywhere from 80 to hundred hours a week on between school homework and probably the mile event in the last month of planning. So, yeah. um, Easily. You know, if you think there were 10 of us officers and we each put in um, about, let's just say, 100 hours a week um, for four weeks, you know, that's a ton of man hours that we put into that event. And, uh, you know, luckily on the day of, went off with pretty much without a hitch. Um, it was smooth. It was yeah, really it was very smooth. smooth. And we're, we're, we're pretty good at what we do. I'm, you know, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Jason's the humble one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, very I try nice. to be. So uh, last question, guys. What... Um, uh, what do you like to do for 
fun in Stockton when you're not working your butts off? Um, you will find me on, um, you know, probably three times a week uh, down at Matinee on the Miracle Mile. Um, Pete, the owner, is a very good friend of mine, Pete and Corbin. Um, you know, I'll go down there to watch if it's um, we're watching Dallas Braden on the A's. Um, we'll be down there doing that. Um, that's probably I have a ton of friends that just come through there, and I have some of the most um, uh, the most fun when I'm when I'm there, surrounded by my friends. And how convenient our office is located right above them, so <laughs> that's a bonus. Nice. My favorite, my probably my, some of the things that I like to do would be I'm most likely you're gonna find me on a Thursday or Friday, Saturday night, probably hanging down at the Av. That's yeah, that's the place where I go. That's pretty much our, I think, our new favorite place. Um, Sunday brunch. Sunday brunch. You will too. find us there. I'm giving a quick shout out to the Av right now. Yeah, fifteen dollars <laughs> for a great brunch, and this is the best part: bottomless mimosas. So yeah. I don't know if if the great food doesn't inspire you to go down there, but the bottomless mimosas should. Yeah, it's from nine to one o'clock on Sundays, mm-hmm. and um. Yeah, that brunch you will really, really you will find food. us down there really every single Sunday. Um, that's one thing that we have because one of our business partners currently lives out of town, and he'll be back in September. And um, he, whenever he when he comes down, he comes down every weekend. And Sunday we'll go out, um, all of us, big group of people, and we'll have brunch there. And on, also, I guess on top of that, though, I'm a big time movie guy, so I love to go downtown, check out the movies. Whatever it is, especially this summer, I love summertime movies because it's just when all the blockbusters come out. So it's just a great time for me, and except minus minus <laughs> the movie I just saw the other day. <laughs> was that last night? Uh, whatever it was, Sex in the City Two is just we we kind of not my did we get dragged? Did we uh, get dragged? Yeah, yeah. Um, we were on two boyfriend and, duty. two and a half hours of um yeah we were on boyfriend duty. Uh, two and a half hours <laughs> of Sex in the City. Um, you know, I can sit through um, about an hour and a half of it, but at some point, I was just like, you know, done. I done. I I couldn't handle it anymore, <laughs> and especially when they broke out in song in the middle of the movie in Abu Dhabi Spoiler in the nightclub, and the song, you know, just I I didn't know what to do with myself, <laughs> and I just kind of looked at John, um, and we just kind of looked at each other, and we were like, God, never again. Um, if there's oh. a Sex in the City three. I'm gonna have to tell um, you know, my girlfriend would be like, babe, um, wait for it to come out on DVD or go with somebody else. And the the things we do as guys for our ladies, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and I want her to go see a um quote unquote guy movie with me. I was like, Iron Man too, and she's like, Oh no, I don't really want to see that. And I was oh. like, Come on. It's a love story. <clears throat> exactly. That's what we always say about the movies we wanna see. Um <laughs> nice. So I mean, are we done or can we talk about a few other things? Because I mean, not I mean, pertaining to Port City. I don't know. I know you got that that mark or whatever, and no. I'm not trying to break it. No, go for it. Um, Some of the other things that we want to do, because we're all really great friends, is we want to start a webisode um, and produce an hour a week of um, what we're doing. We want to put up webcams in our office because we have a ton of fun together. Um we we laugh and joke and everything, but other times we work really hard. And I think that we have about, um, you know, out of 40 to 60 hours a week that we'll be in the office, you know, we have at least an hour's worth of um, marketable material. And, um, you know, like I said, it's all following the documenting um, Changing a City. And, uh, you know, we'll go around to when we talk to people, um, you know, the mayor, um would like to meet with us. I spoke with her back in January. And so as soon as 
things pan out with the city, then she wants to talk to us about some stuff. Um, other great people in the community, you know, we'll have you down maybe instead of you, we, instead of us being on your show, you'll be on ours pretty soon. We'll see how, how that works out. Um, but just a lot of fun stuff like that we want to do. And, um, if we could take, if there was like one takeaway from like this whole entire interview, if, you know, if all the listeners had one thing that they could, whether it be, you know, sleep on, take on whatever, it would just be, you know, please contact us and tell us what you want to see happen in this city. Um, you know, and feel free to work with us, come down and, um, you know, if you think we're going in the wrong direction, come down and tell us, um, you know, we are going to be having an event, um, later in the, in the summer in which we're going to invite, um, everybody down who wants to come and, uh, we're going to basically present ourselves, um, to the city of Stockton and say, this is what we're doing. Um, this is our plan for the next two to five years. And basically we're just going to create a little conversation between everybody. And, um, we want to give Stockton a singular voice in this town and, um, be able to progress that, um, I guess that's all I really had to say. Oh, and you know, I really think, I don't know how you feel about this map, but I really think that there should be a, um, a kiss Memorial auditorium or something, or there should be a museum <laughs> of some sort. I don't there know how you museum. feel about it's that. It's right here. In the yeah, next it is years. actually. And you the know, shrine. I just, um, I think we need to bring them to Stockton and have them play in the arena. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, that's not going to happen. Oh, no, uh, not, not, not big enough. Well, you know, we, the waterfront or something, we might put them on a, uh, on some sort of, um, yacht or something out in the middle of the uh, waterfront and have a huge concert down there. I don't know. Lots of ideas, lots of ideas that we can do, but, um, I'll, I'll try to make it happen before, you know, before we uh, move on to the, to the next project. That'll be that. We'll put that on number one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. So, uh, you already said if uh, folks want to find out more about you guys, they can find you on Facebook. Uh, just search for port city marketing solutions. Of course, there'll be uh, links in the show notes to all the places you can find these guys. Um, is your website up yet? Um, no, it is not. It should. It, I think right now, if you go do it, it'll say under construction. Um, but that's going to happen in the next few weeks. Like I said, um, you know, two weeks ago we weren't even entity, and within that two weeks, um, we were almost bought out intellectually wise. And um, so we're working. You know, with our we hit the ground running basically, and. Um, we're just doing that. I will invite everybody out to our first sponsored event, um, uh, the Miracle Mile Night Car Show, which is happening August 21st. We are actually sponsoring the pinup contest, and we're producing a calendar and everything with that. And so on July 7th at Matinee, we're having an elimination, and you'll find that on the Facebook fan page. You'll have the dates. And then August 21st, we're going to have the actual um, uh, pinup contest, and I'll be emceeing it along with um, my friend Tiffany. And, uh, you know, we're producing a calendar in which we invite businesses to sponsor a, uh, each month to cover the cost of printing it. And then, um, a portion of the proceeds are going back to a, uh, charity. And so we're, you know, reaching out right now to see which charities in Stockton, um, would want to be on board with that. So that's our first sort of, um, official slash unofficial event that we're having. Um, but yeah, you can find all that on the Facebook fan page. Cool. Well, guys, thanks so much for coming into the Outback Studios. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to Podcast Stockton. We'd like to thank Jason Roth and John Clauser from Port City Marketing Solutions for coming on the show. For more information on them, search Port City Marketing Solutions on Facebook. We'd love to hear your comments. Yeah, leave us a message at 209-565-3229 or send them to mail at podcaststockton.com. Of course, you can always find us on YouTube and on Facebook, usernames Podcast Stockton. Follow me on Twitter, username Podcast Stockton. And me, PGH Dawn. For links to all the things we talked about on today's episode, visit the show notes at podcaststockton.com. And until next time, make it great, Stockton. Stockton.